All right, hello, and welcome back. Uh, if anyone is tuning in uh, for you know a multiple occasion thing, or welcome for the first time if you haven't tuned in before. Uh, if you're not familiar, my name is Mason. I am bringing on my friends so that we can talk about media and things that they enjoy, and we can sort of break down what they think believes makes something good media versus you know bad or just mundane media. Uh, today, I do have another close friend of mine that I have known for a very long time. God, we've known each other for as long as I can remember at this point. Um, before I you know introduce you or anything, would you like to just you know give your name, anything important? You know, at, uh, I, I don't know if you want me to give your name or like if there's a moniker you want to go by, anything like that. So you know, just go ahead and introduce yourself. Um, my name is Ben, um, and like Mason said, I've known him for a very long time. We actually used to play baseball together when we were kids, so. Um, wow. But uh, it, you can call me Ben. Um, I have a, a lot of monikers, Big Niggly. That makes some people uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> straw Hat Betty, but just Ben is fine, for sure. Yeah. Well, Ben, uh, as, I, as I say with everyone that comes on, I really appreciate you setting out some time. You know, I know it's not easy to, you know section out, you know, time to just come on and talk about why you enjoy certain things or, like, why you like the content that you do. So, you know, I appreciate you. Absolutely. I'm happy to be here for sure. Thanks for having me. Yeah, dude. And literally any time that you want to come on, let me know. Like, you know, you're one of my best friends. I'm happy to have you any time that you were interested, okay? Absolutely. <clears throat> for sure. Um, so, first off, uh, the uh, we, we usually start with, like, the music and everything. So, we're going to, you know, preface things a little bit before we actually get into the actual song. But um, do you want to give me a little bit of background on the artist that you suggested, the song itself, or, you know, any reason that you enjoy it and things that you want the audience to pick up on? Uh, so this artist, it's Wizard, um, which is actually Kid Cudi, uh, mm -hmm. which, as you know, is my favorite artist. Yeah. Um, I believe it's him and either Plain Pat or Dot the Genius. I'm okay. not entirely sure. On um, production, I'm assuming? Yeah, on production. And uh, I really just like this song because I feel like this is the album – um, where he kind of went his own way and started doing things that weren't necessarily what everybody was used to. Yeah. And I feel like he got a lot of hate for it. And you see that with a lot of artists. So mm -hmm. um, I just really like it. And the whole vibe of the song is just about like growing and learning yeah. as you go, you know. So I, I really like it for that reason. Um, and I really just like Kid Cudi because he um, he's honest and he yeah. uses things he goes through help other people get through stuff you know so i always thought that was really cool yeah absolutely i love when an artist can like resonate on like an emotional level with their audience um wait did i did i say that twice no i, th I think i said an artist yeah no i said that right um and uh like, like for example when Kay was on yesterday i thought that they did a good job of like presenting that with frank ocean as well i actually think that i brought kid cuddy up at one point where i was like i bet he and frank ocean would get along really well in the sense that like they're both authentic they're both genuine so i, I really like that that is where you you know went with the uh, song choice as well um you know emotional availability honesty vulnerability themes that you know connect with an audience on a deeper level than not not that you know you can't enjoy like bangers and stuff but like it's something of substance, something to digest. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And that's exactly where I'm at with it. And uh, another person like that, I feel like, well, one, I think Frank Ocean and Kid Cudi would get along uh, <laughs> really well. Um, and another person I would throw in that conversation would be uh, Childish Gambino. Yeah. 
Absolutely. As that guy is so good, but when he dropped Awaken My Love, like oh, I heard so, so many people hating on that, but it's Yeah. <laughs> Which is crazy to me. I, I I mean I'm a bit of a Gambino stan, so like maybe I'm the wrong person to criticize it, but I love that album. Uh-huh. Uh Terrified is one of my all time favorite songs and that was off of there, right? Yeah. Uh and that is a that's a great song. Uh my favorite song off of there would probably have to be um I'm blanking on the name, but it's like have a little love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it have some love? I think that's that the, name the name of it. Of? Yeah, God, I have that on okay. vinyl. I should know that. Um, but yeah, no, uh, I think that Donald Glover does a really good job of like exploring similar themes, and like that that dates back to even his early stuff and everything. But like uh, at some point in the future, I do really hope that because the internet comes up on one of these like episodes, because like that was like a a huge album for me and i think that like it explores a lot of themes that i kind of want to touch on as well like with the aims of the podcast itself but yeah no um did you ever see his uh open letter that he wrote to like the internet before dropping because the internet where he was like not necessarily apologizing but like saying that he hopes that he grows from like his early experiences and stuff i don't think i have oh it's really good dude uh i'll definitely link you to it once we're done here and everything but um do you have a favorite like cuddy project or like uh couple of songs or anything like that i know you said he's your favorite so if you want to if you want to like platform him a little bit i'm not going to stop you oh yeah absolutely um so a couple of my favorites i really like um this song that i brought live and learn um another one uh that i really like is brothers uh Mm -hmm. it's him chip the rip and asap rocky i believe um and it it's just very good and it's more um talking about like how you know like your friends can basically be there for you Mm to have your back yeah. Um. So that's a really good one. Um. A favorite, pro- his favorite project of mine, I would probably have to say "Man on the Moon." Yeah, that was um, a very good album, culturally, impact-wise. Sorry, go ahead. Oh no, no worries. I was just gonna say. Um. And for me, just I don't know. It takes me back to like a nostalgic time. Um. When it was released and everything, we, we were in what middle school mm-hmm. or junior like high, junior maybe. High. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh. Forgive my memory. Was Soundtrack to My Life on that one, or was that a different album? Soundtrack to My Life was uh, his first Man on the Moon. Yeah. Man on the Moon one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was definitely That's... what got me like hooked on Kid Cudi. That was a really good one. Super good song, for sure. Yeah. I love that one, too. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, cool. Well, let's see here. Uh, I also, just so that you're aware, like, I don't feel like these like episodes have to go on super long if you don't, like have too too much to like delve into i know Kay gave a lot of background on frank ocean and stuff but like you don't have to do that if like you don't feel that there's anything else you need um is there anything else you want to like you know leave the audience with before we begin the song or anything like that um nothing off the top of my head great um to the people listening along uh i am going to try to pause the recording so that uh there's not that four and a half minutes of silence uh that everyone just can skip through or listen along with so um you know, I'll still include the links in the description to the side, above, below, wherever it is on your platform and everything. Uh, but uh, if you are just uh, listening along and you see that there, this one is a little shorter as a result of that, you know, uh, this is the point where we're going to be going ahead and cutting that song on. So we will see you in four and a half minutes where we will be dissecting Live and Learn a little bit. Um, but other than that, Ben, again, I really appreciate your recommendations. You've got great taste in media and stuff. So I, I, I haven't pre-screened the the episode or the song. But first, it's Kid Cudi. I'm gonna enjoy it. Uh, second, uh, I trust anything that you would you know recommend to the audience. So, uh, without further ado, here is uh, "Live and Learn," uh, the Kid Cudi slash Wizard song. All right, I'm gonna pause the recording now.
Okay, yeah, uh, we covered. should be recording again. I think that I've, yeah, it looks like we've unpaused and everything. Um, yeah, no, great song. I really, really liked that recommendation. Thank you for that. Um, oh, absolutely. Do you want to give me a little bit of um, insight as to, like, what, like, why you like that one specifically, what you hope people take from it, what you specifically take from it, anything like that? Um, I would say uh, one of the biggest things I take from it is um, to just kind of never stop working on yourself, and not in a sense of, like, you're not good enough, but just, like, mm -hmm. you know, you can kind of get through whatever you're going through. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that's one big thing that, um, like, Cuddy likes to talk about. And it, it almost reminds me of uh, another song that I know you're a fan of, Streetlights by Kanye oh West. Oh, my God. So good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I've so. And um, I just like to, one of the reasons I feel like I'm so drawn to his um, later albums as well, like when he was doing his own stuff, is because, you know, people, like I said, were so quick to judge or always, or sometimes are so quick to judge. I mm -hmm. don't want to generalize. Yeah, no, but um, I understand. But are so quick to judge artists when they, when they go their own type of way. But I feel like what people might not know um, is that, like, during that time in Cuddy's life, it was like now he's not having, you know, he's not having suicidal thoughts. He's not addicted to cocaine anymore. He's yeah. doing makes him happy so it's like you want somebody to be sad and yeah, i don't right, know right, right. Not, not to make it so like i don't know such a dumbed down way of saying it but do you want them to be unhappy doing what they're doing yeah to make something that you like or would you prefer them to be happy within themselves yeah uh, maybe doing something that's not your cup of tea you know yeah, no. Um, so you're to, to make sure that I'm understanding what you're saying correctly, uh, you're saying that the art that he was creating is sort of reflective of where he was at and, like, it being, like, coming from a better place. You like seeing that growth, regardless of the sound, though you do also like the sound. Um, so, like, you're saying that it's not necessarily selfish of the audience, but in a way, like, they're projecting what they want over, like, the individual who is creating that art. Is that is that sort of what you're getting at? Absolutely. That's a very good way to put it. And I, I feel like you see that happen a lot, you know, but I, I like to see artists trying different things. I mean, mm -hmm. some of the best artists, you look at somebody like Mac Miller. Yeah. Not, two albums of Macs were the same, you know, mm -hmm. and it's like, I don't know. I, I like to see people growing and changing and coming who they really want to be rather than who the world yeah. is making them, you know? Yeah, I totally <laughs> so. agree. And like the ability to experiment is definitely something that like, uh, makes an artist uh, three-dimensional. And I think that, like, it can uh, do a couple of things. It can help them, like, you know, create new and... I don't want to say better art, because that, I'm not trying to take a slight at early Cuddy by any means. But, like, if that is, like, the, the direction that they want to take their sound, then, like, if you support them as an artist, like, you know, you would want them to continue to grow and expand and everything. Um, I also, like... First off, I love Cuddy's voice. Like, I, I feel like you, like, recognize him immediately on a track. You know what I mean? Um, but, like, vocally on that one, I got a lot of, like, uh, Through the Late Night vibes, if, like, you remember that one. And I love through the, the, the Travis Scott and Kid Cuddy song. Um, oh, yeah. And I love that song, personally. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I think that that's a really good message to, like, share with people who are interested in, like, the analysis of art and stuff is, like, that, you know, though they are creating art and everything that you enjoy, like, they're still people and they still, you know, are creating content that is reflective of either their mindset or their struggles or just what they see in day-to-day -day life, you know? And I, and I, that's something I resonate with um, with him or other artists you know, similar that we had talked about. Because, mm -hmm. um, like, I one thing I always say is, like, um, you know, we're always changing. 
I don't yeah. know. I, I, a lot of people say, you know, they'll never change or mm -hmm. I don't know. But it, you're changing every day. So I feel like um, the, the way that I see it, not to get philosophical, is like you can Please kind do. of, you cannot um, be attentive of that or not recognize it. And you can kind of grow in a way that's out of your control. Yeah. Or since you know you're changing constantly, you can kind of take the reins of that to grow into the person that you want to be. No. Yeah, no, absolutely. And um, not to, to hijack your point, because I do want to draw it back to like your take on this. But like, I don't think that the idea of like, changing is inherently bad. Like, I think that it can be scary. But like, I think that like, not continuing to grow and change is like a, a bit of complacency. And I think that you should constantly be looking to evolve and like, improve like, and like you said earlier, like, it's not to say there's anything wrong with you as you are right now. But like, that doesn't mean that tomorrow we can't grow to be better people, you know? Absolutely. And that's a, it's definitely something that I uh, struggled with and still do struggle with. So mm -hmm. I feel like that's one reason that I do like um, Cuddy so much. Uh, old Cuddy, mm -hmm. new Cuddy. Mm -hmm. um, even he dropped a song recently called Want It Bad. Mm -hmm. uh, it's different, but I like it, honestly. <laughs> it's super nice. good. Uh, one sec. For some reason, the stream to the YouTube video cut off. Uh, so I just pulled that back up. Are you still able to see that? Um, I'd see your uh, profile pic. Okay. Does it say that I'm streaming right now or no? Uh, yeah. Like I have the stream full screened. Um, okay. But it's just, oh, hold on. One second. Yeah. For some go. reason, it disconnected. I'm not super now. sure. Okay. <laughs> cool. 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 Glad that we got that oh. sorted. Um, okay. Cool. Uh, yeah. No, but uh, Kid Cudi in general is great for like an artist's growth. Like I, I like that you akin it to Mac Miller because, you know, uh, I love, I love all things Mac Miller. Um, you know, even even early on, like Easy Mac with the cheesy raps was a lot of fun. But like to see his growth into, you know, his later stuff, swimming circles, faces, you know, talking faces was a, a masterpiece. You know what I mean? Like the the whole like hoping that an artist stays in their own box can keep them from creating some of the some of the most impactful art that they can. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And, and you see it happen all the time with. Um you know, with uh, producers and their labels. And I, I think I heard um, on the first episode mm -hmm. or, or the second episode, right? Um, you and Kay actually touch on this and mm -hmm. how Frank Ocean was unhappy with his label. Yeah. And I feel like the labels try to do that a lot of like putting artists in a box. And yeah. the reason that they're so quick to do that is because they know that that's how a lot of people are going to treat it as well. And so they don't want that artist to go something else because then what if people don't like it but then um like you guys are saying with blonde it's like well what if they do like it yeah you know? no absolutely <laughs> so. yeah no for sure and like the the people that it reaches uh when it's organic and like authentic and everything i think are the appropriate audience for that i mean shit k explained that like frank ocean's like not his big break, because obviously he was making great music prior, but, like, you know, like, Beyonce heard his music and was like, hey, wait, hang on, let me let me get in on that so that we can create, like, music in, like, together type thing. Versus, you know, um, sort of cornering an artist into their niche, niche, however you pronounce that word, um, to, to create what either a label or even the fandoms that, you know, like I said, can can try to square their circular art. You know what I mean? Like they're to, to try to explain what I'm trying to explain. Like they become able to create their more authentic art, which is oft more impactful when they're able to express themselves freely. Absolutely. 
cool. Um, not to put you on the spot, but you have or do make music. Uh, I don't want to, like, you know, put too much out there as far as that goes. Do you think Cuddy, like, influences you in that regard? Uh, I definitely would say so. Um, I, I try to uh, make music. Um, it definitely has, you know, some substance, and I do try to um, definitely put myself into my art, and I feel like that's maybe the place that I'm the most vulnerable and honest. Mm -hmm. um, and so, I don't know, I feel like um, almost like that Charlie Chaplin video that we were watching where he was saying, like, inherently humans want to help each other. I feel like so many people, and especially in this day and age, mm -hmm. um, it's easy to do of, like, hiding behind, trying to hide your flaws or yeah. this and that, especially with social media mm -hmm. um, and those kinds of things. So I, I feel like to... Um, uh, I feel like, sorry, um, oh, I feel fine. like um, it's good to have, to um, put yourself out there in a way like that, like yeah. um, certain artists like that do, to help other people because you never know what somebody's going through, you know? Yeah, so. absolutely. And if uh, your art can help, you know, someone else through something like that they're going through, I think that that would be at least, you know, personally, like something that would be way more meaningful than even just like numbers you know what i mean like to to get a to get a message of like hey no this really influenced me this impacted me this helped me i i think would be like a a huge thing you know what i mean absolutely and that i think that's exactly what i was getting at um somebody actually just knocked on my door so i got a little distracted and kind of <laughs> derailed there in the middle <laughs> you're good um, but that's definitely it. what i was trying to get at is just you know be authentic and be you and you know it's so easy i know i was guilty of it and that's one reason i, I resonate with it you know and mm -hmm. and I, i'm sure i still do it nobody's perfect but oh, yeah. you know don't change yourself to fit in with other people because if you are who you authentically are then you're gonna find people who vibe with that and not, i don't know are on on the same kind of level as you where they are being them their authentic selves and that you don't have to act or have a mask on one of my favorite quotes actually mm -hmm. um this is kind of random but um it's like a at least when i saw it it says it's like a japanese parable and it basically they believe that we have three faces yeah um, the first face is the face that you show to all of society uh the second face is the face that you show only to um your close friends family mm -hmm. that kind of a thing yeah. and then the the third face is the face that you wear only while you're by yourself and they say that's the truest form of yourself mm -hmm. and i don't know why since i've heard that i've just always loved that yeah and uh i feel like you know we should try to get down more to that that first face yeah. <laughs> as much as we Sure. No, absolutely. And I, I think that um, I, I've definitely seen that parable as well. And I think there's a lot of truth to it. Um, I think that uh, we can be as authentic and honest as we can. But like at the end of the day, like there are a lot of like personal biases and things like that that we almost don't even recognize because we only know our own perspective. You know what I mean? Um, but no, I think that delving into beyond just the initial mask that you show everyone is is huge. It it lets you find people who resonate with, you know, the the deeper values that you uh value, I suppose is the right way to say that without being self-referential, you know? Mm, absolutely. Yeah, I like that a lot. Um so then is there anything as far as like the uh music that you shared there that you want to uh draw back to or is there anything that you want to specify on like oh well i think that in general like good music does this or like music that particularly resonates with me uh you know uh draws this out of me kind of thing 
Um, I think that um, music that resonates with me um, definitely does draw out the best of me. Like, uh, I, you know, a lot of people have uh, like gym playlists, and mm -hmm. it's always like high, uh, like upbeat music. But mm -hmm. I, sometimes I'll listen to like a sad Cuddy song at the gym, and I feel like I almost go harder because it's like <laughs> I with this song, and I feel like that's one thing I'm I'm big on is. You know, I would never say that Kid Cudi is objectively the best artist or anything mm -hmm. like that. Um, I like him personally because he's my favorite. Yeah. Um, and I, I like to, that, that's how I treat a lot of things. Like, even with, like, One Piece. Um, and I know, like, we talked about that extensively. <laughs> I would <laughs> never course. say that that's objectively, like, the best anime. But hey, you me, can. No, I'm just kidding. It's, but... it's the one that resonates with me the most, and it's, yeah. it's the one I like. And I feel like, uh, I guess that's what I would want to leave people with is, you know, if you like something or you want to do something, do it. And I don't know, if if anybody is going to try to stop you from doing that, they, they might not have your best interest in mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that's a great message. And absolutely. Um so as far as like the the music portion of this goes, you would say uh what makes something good to you is it being authentic and helping you grow. Not necessarily you Ben, but you the artist and the audience. I would say that definitely um that's what I look for in music or um at the very least just having having a message that makes mm -hmm. you think and you know gives you something to ponder upon <laughs> yeah, I yeah, guess. yeah and and uh this is something that i like said in the episode zero thing where like it's okay to like things because you like them you don't have to like oh i think that you know x or y is the best because it is you know what i mean like it's you can you can like movies because you know cars go fast explosions are big and like you can shut <laughs> your brain off and enjoy them and that's okay but like i think that it's also worth like at least you know critically looking at the things that you enjoy and saying like oh no i like this because you know it makes me reflect on you know the way that i view things you know what i mean mm -hmm. absolutely and i i feel like that's uh you know self-reflection is one of the most important things in life you know and and obviously you, you don't want to do it all the time right um, there comes a certain point where it's it's kind of not healthy to so critical of yourself and everything oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah um but i feel like it's one of those things that like without self-reflection and growth it's it's like what are you living for at that point and i i don't know that probably sounded terrible but <laughs> no, you no, know no, what no. i mean it, it's like you were saying earlier of like the other option is like stagnation and mm -hmm. you know which it, it definitely has its place but yeah I, I feel like one of my biggest fears to get kind of deep is like Can i don't know if you were to like in 10 years be like what have I done? You know? Yeah. Yeah. You want to leave <laughs> something that's impactful. And I remember, um, and this goes back to high school, funny enough, Miss mm -hmm. Vincent, one thing that she said that stuck out to me so much, and I still remember it, mm -hmm. um, is, you know, it's, it's ripples in a pond, you know, it's mm -hmm. easy to get lost in the big picture sometimes. Yeah. But if you can break that down and, and look at it as like, you know, if today I do this and then you start making it a habit to go to the gym for example just yeah. an easy example every day you know you're not going to see crazy results or anything that's you know astronomical at first yeah but um after time and you know you keep going you keep at it then you're going to start to see those results and i feel like that's maybe i don't know i guess one thing i would want to leave people with as well is like be, be your best you <laughs> i guess <laughs> yeah absolutely be authentic be real but you know do what you can to always be striving for better right 
and and definitely love yourself along the way Absolutely. too. You know, like I said, it gets to a point of being self-critical where it's uh it's not healthy for sure. So you you definitely don't want to get to that point. But yeah, no, I agree. Uh, we're all human and it's, we're all trying our best at the end of the day. And like you know, that's that sometimes the best is all you can do. It's a balancing act for sure. Yeah, <laughs> super facts. Um, well, as far as that goes, I think that's a great message to to segue into the next thing that we're going to be going through. Oh, um. But, like, to, to wrap up that idea and everything, I remember, and this is one that stuck out to me that's sort of similar to your to your Ripple's statement. Uh, my my aunt once told me that small strokes fell great oaks, and I think that that's, like, a proverb or, like, a... I, I think that's from some. I don't think she just made that up. But, like, yeah, it's a similar concept to what you're going for, right? Yeah, absolutely. I, I actually really like that, too. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and I think that also, like, it's important to find, like, the beauty in the struggle. Like, you know, as you're as you're growing and developing, like, that is what helps build you. Like, obviously, there, you know, I don't want anyone to ever struggle and, like, especially to, to certain levels. But without ever challenging yourself or anything like that, you know, it does breed complacency, you know? Yeah, and I think uh, Kobe Bryant spoke on, spoke on that when he said... Um, you know, like that when you get up early, when you mm -hmm. work out, you mm -hmm. know, all that, that is the dream. Yeah. Um, and I, I definitely like what you said about, um, you know, that those things do help to make you who you are. And it, I don't know, I'm big too on like loving where you came from, the good and the bad. Yeah. You got to take it in stride. Um, you know, Absolutely. it's, it's the yin and the yang without one, if you didn't have mm -hmm. you know, bad days, you wouldn't know when you're having the best day there yeah. wouldn't be a best day because everything is just the same yeah <laughs> for sure. and so. and without that you know you don't grow to appreciate like the things that do make things good for you you know absolutely cool well i think this has been a really good conversation so far um do you want to uh give a little bit of background uh first off uh you want to tell us what the uh, anime, that the scene that we're going to be uh, watching is from and everything. Uh, spoiler warnings for people who are not uh, super far ahead, but um, you, you can go ahead and set the foundation. And then before we like get into the video, I'll give the, oh, it's a spoiler kind of thing. So no, you just mm -hmm. tell us a little bit about To Your Eternity and stuff. Um, so not to spoil it too much, um, but To Your Eternity, um, mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a recent manga and anime. I think it has... Um, I'm not sure exactly how many chapters after where the anime left off, mm -hmm. um, but I do know there are some. Mm -hmm. um, I haven't read that yet, but I do want to. Mm -hmm. um, but the anime has one season. I think it just came out this year, and the second season is coming out in 2023. Okay. Um, and the basis of the story, it starts off with this orb, mm -hmm. um, and we don't know what the orb is. Um, but it just gets laid on the earth by some like metaphysical god or whatever you would want to call it. Um, and so it can basically take on the forms of things that it like becomes close to and feels the pain of. Mm -hmm. um, so the, the first thing it turns into, which isn't too much of a spoiler because yeah. it happens in like the first five minutes, is a wolf. Okay. And then from there we get to see its journey and growth. Oh, that's um, cool. So it definitely is a it's a very interesting show. Um, it's I would say it's out of the realm of something I would normally watch, but mm -hmm. it was one of those that I just put on on Crunchyroll one day and actually mm -hmm. ended up really liking it. Yeah. Um. So I definitely think uh you know if it's it's got a little bit of action, um mm -hmm. it's got romance and you know all that kind of stuff if anybody's into that. So of course. <laughs> sure. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Um, 
Well, I definitely do plan on checking that out. Like I said, I'm fairly certain it came from the same author as uh, A Silent Voice, which my friend Sarah recommended to me. And like, uh, it's just a movie that I want to say was on Netflix. Uh, it's a, an anime as well, uh, manga too. But uh, phenomenal, phenomenal story. Absolutely wept a couple of times in it. And like, mm -hmm. the ending is really sad, but like the ending is also really good. Um, but you also find out that, like, the end, like, it's based on somewhat real events, and, like, the real life stuff is actually even sadder, but, you know, like, that's, that'll be a conversation that you and I can have off this, uh, uh, recording and everything once you've seen the movie and stuff, but definitely, definitely that's recommend cool. that one as well. Um, so, like, like you said, and like I said a little bit, this does contain some spoilers, because this is, like, a, a scene in which a character dies. I'm not going to say names or anything like that. But um, do you want to preface the scene with any information, or, like, talk about uh, the importance of this specific scene in the larger narrative or anything? Um, so this specific scene, um, I think, really illuminates how... Um, because uh, the orb, I don't think this is um, too much of a spoiler either because mm -hmm. you find out pretty early. It's kind of immortal. Okay. It can lose the forms it takes on, but the orb, would it would just go back to being an orb until it would could take on something else. Okay. Um, and that's another thing that has always just interested me because, like, you know, people always that, – that's one of the things that's been talked about for – all the time is like living forever but yeah the, the weird thing about that is like you would live forever but the people that you love and that are close to you wouldn't yeah so eventually it'd be super lonely and i feel like this scene um illuminates that really well mm -hmm. and the the character i won't mention names that does die um mm -hmm. the orb which is its uh, name is is fushi which means the portal mm -hmm. um it had gotten really close to this character and so it's trying to basically um kind of just ignore the death and act like it didn't happen yeah but since since it was able to take on the form of the person it's very apparent that it for sure did happen you yeah, know? yeah yeah but it's uh it's a very sad scene this actually is a scene that had me weeping as well so. <laughs> yeah no if it's from the same author i believe that much mm -hmm. um Cool. Well, like I said to anyone listening, we'll have the links on the side or in the description, all that good stuff. So um, any last second messages before we dive into the actual video itself? I don't think so. Cool. Well, um, for those listening along, uh, I'm going to go ahead and pause the recording. Feel free to pull that link up. And then once you've seen the scene, we will go ahead and uh, pick back up. So thanks for tuning in and we will be right back. Wow. Yeah. Oh, whoops. It's still playing in the background. One sec. Let me go ahead and exit out of that. Wow, yeah, that was really cool. Um, I've actually never seen To Your Eternity or anything like that, um, like I said earlier. But um, I, I think that, you know, with the cuts and everything, that did a really good job of, like, summarizing what you were going for with that. That was really cool. The animation is fantastic. Uh, the sound score was great. Um, yeah, I'm sure in context that scene's even better, but, like, that was really cool. Um, do you want to just uh, talk a little bit more about, you know, the individual characters and stuff like that? Uh, any, I feel like at this point, since we've, like, disclaimers and stuff like you can I, I would say avoid names but like you can talk about like the character dying and everything um so um i think the one uh that hit me hardest um mm -hmm. was uh there's actually a little girl that you get pretty attached to and you i don't know anytime a kid yeah, dies yeah 
it's it's all it always hits hard, especially after like that was the character I would say that he got the closest to. Yeah. Um. So that one definitely hit hard. Um. And I feel like that's one interesting dynamic about the show is that it's kind of like a lot of the characters that you get super as to end up kind of dying, which you don't see that in a lot of um. I like, agree. Yeah. And that's why it was like when Rengoku died in Demon Slayer. Oh, heartbreaking. Um, which, sorry. This, this, oh, disclaimer. Spoiler. Uh, the movie. The um, movie and manga have been out forever. Come on. But yeah, but so like that's that was so out of you know the ordinary mm-hmm. you know because you know there's always plot armor yeah. and things like that. Um, so I feel like a show where it's kind of based on we actually aren't keeping these characters around. Mm-hmm. It's just an interesting take on uh, things, and yeah. I definitely like that aspect of it for sure. Yeah, no, I think that. Um... That is one issue that I have, especially with, like, a lot of shonen and stuff, is, like, that characters, like... I mean, don't get me wrong, like, characters do die and stuff, and I'm not necessarily rooting for that, but I think that there is, like, an emotional, like, uh... bit Like, there are a few things more impactful than, like, growing to love a character and them dying, you know what I mean? Um, Rengoku, I feel, is a really good example of that, because, like... I mean, you only know him for a little bit, but, like, he's a really cool dude. Um... You know, uh, to to draw it to other anime, you know, you've got your Jiraiyas and everything that, like, whew, you know, like, when you when you lose a character that you've grown a connection to, it's like, damn, like, this is now larger than just, like, oh, silly little kid story. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And I think that's one cool thing, too, um, is speaking on, like, getting close to a character, it's cool in this show, I feel like, how quickly they can get you connected to a mm-hmm. character, like, similar to Rengoku in that aspect, because most most deaths that are impactful like that, you know, like Jiraiya, we had known yeah. for how long oh, beforehand. Oh, forever, but yeah. So, it's really, and same thing with One Piece. I love One Piece. You know, when mm-hmm. characters die in that show, it's also like, we've known them for 200, 300 episodes, so of course you're going to be connected to them, but I think yeah. it's interesting, and um, shows very um, thought-out writing be mm-hmm. able to get people attached to characters in you know a season's time yeah. and still have those deaths be like i'm sobbing in my room <laughs> <laughs> yeah absolutely no i totally agree uh, i think that um you would really like a silent voice then in that regard because like like i said it's a movie but by the end of it you're like oof like i love these characters that have grown on me kind of thing um you know uh and, you know, there are, like, other shows where, like, the development does take place over a longer amount of time that, like, in, you know what, we're, we're doing spoilers, fuck it. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but, mm-hmm. like, you know Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is, like, one of my all-time favorites. And, like, I still think that, like, one of the most powerful scenes in that is uh, during the final battle when uh, Al, like, sacrifices himself to give Ed his arm back. And, like, when that is going on, like, dude oh like i would still weep and i know how that ends you know what i mean Mm -hmm. absolutely and i will say that scene and that show in general also one of my favorites i've i have i definitely used to watch it on like tsunami Uh and then i recently rewatched it and i definitely would watch that again (laughs) under 10 percent and that's another one that's interesting of um and i'm not saying either way is you know one is better than the other right right um it's interesting to me when um, mangakas or, you know, um, people who write those mm-hmm. are able to tell a story that is just as poignant or just as impactful in such a sh- 
so much shorter of a time. Yeah. Um, because I love longer animes. Like, that's one reason One Piece is my favorite, because I like it when there's so much to delve into. And the world building sometimes... One Piece is crazy. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> oh, no worries. It definitely is. But And that's that's one thing I love. But sometimes you want to watch something that you don't have to devote that much time to. Mm -hmm. And it's nice to have things that are still that yeah. good yeah. while not having to <laughs> Of course, so you, you still want the emotional depth of, like, a full story. If Even if you only are getting a, you know, 12 to 24 se uh, episode, like, thing. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Another, um animated like that that i know um you actually recommended to me and you love mob psycho oh my god i love mob psycho. <laughs> yep. it's so good what, dude. one thing i love about that show is that it doesn't take itself too seriously yep. of like the yep. stuff in between the fights it's like he's just living his his little high school life yeah <laughs> trying to impress the girl he likes and then it's like and now <laughs> here's this insane fight yeah out of nowhere. oh my god the it's animation great. in mob psycho is so good too um but, like, yeah, perfect example. Mob Psycho is a great example of that. Like, uh, e even, like, the silly little episodes where, like, um, where he first meets Dimple and, like, they have the milk drinking contest and it's, like, the mob <laughs> loves milk thing. Like, that's so funny and, like, silly and fun. But, like, it also touches on, like, like the, the final fight with the boss when he's, like, I am the protagonist of my own life and everything. Like, that, like, really hit home. Like, that was really cool. Um <clears throat> And not to hijack it from you, because, like, obviously I want you to be, like, the one setting, like, the foundations of what we're talking about. But, like, for me, that's definitely a big thing in what makes, like, timeless media, like, is the ability to connect with an audience, like, on both a, you know, this is a fun, enjoyable show, and also this is leaving me with something to take home, you know? Absolutely. I, I would definitely agree that that's, uh, you know, a staple of, a show that has longevity it's you know when people say things don't age well mm -hmm. uh, i feel like to be to have fans that are still fans after they've lived 20 or 30 years of life yeah. it definitely said something about a piece of art mm -hmm. and i feel like one thing that i've always liked too is like you know re-watching or re-reading things um mm -hmm. listening to things again at different points in your life and seeing how it hits you differently and what yeah. different you know, things about it stand out to you because you've grown and you're almost watching it or reading it from a new perspective, you know, which yeah. is kind of cool. Yeah, because, <laughs> like, at the end of the day, like, you can only interpret it with, like, the mindset that you have and everything. So, like, to to watch something as a as a kid and you're like, oh, like, uh, you know, perfect example. Um, y You watch, like, the Dragon Balls and Dragon Ball Z and all that stuff, right? Absolutely. Uh, you know, don't get me wrong, like, the, the, okay, first off, Cell Saga was, like, my favorite arc, um, and, like, the mm -hmm. father-son Kamehameha, like, was, like, incredible. Gohan was my favorite when I was a kid, uh, and, like, but to, to see that scene as, like, a, a child versus, like, you know, say you, you come back to that 20, 30 years later, and you're watching that with your kid, you know, it's probably a different, like, a, a completely different take-home, you know what I mean? Absolutely, and I, I feel like that's one, um, you know, cool thing about just art and media in general is that it's weird because at the heart of it, what what makes it tick is that it connects with people, you know, mm -hmm. and that's why, that's another thing that I kind of want to touch on to kind of bring it back full circle is when yeah. I say, like, be yourself and be authentic is like, you know, sometimes it's, it's easy to be scared to yeah. try things but there's so many people in the world like you're gonna there's gonna be people that fuck with it and that's what even if it's a very small percentage of 
You yeah. know, it doesn't take it doesn't take many <laughs> for sure. So <laughs> of course, and you know, even if like you know, like you said with the ripple effect, maybe it impacts you in a small way, and then it impacts somebody else in a small way, and you know. You you never know what those like subtle things can do for a larger picture, you know. Absolutely. That's really cool. Well, uh, I really appreciate both of those clips. Um, I, I don't necessarily think that we're like at the end or anything, but as far as like that specific like media itself goes, or like to your eternity, do you have any other like thoughts on it that you want to share, or do you want to like move on to the next part of the conversation and stuff? Um, I think I'm good, actually. Uh, the only thing I'll say is that I'm super excited for uh, the next season in 2023. <laughs> yeah, I'll definitely have to get hit before that comes out. It looks really good, dude. And, like, I also am a sucker for good animation, like, in general, and that show looks really well animated, if I'm honest. Um, so I will definitely check that out. Uh, you said it's on Crunchyroll? It is on Crunchyroll. Mm -hmm. awesome. And I definitely will have to check out that silent voice, too. Oh, it's so good, dude. Definitely you, you expect a little bit of a roller coaster because it's, it's hard like to get through, but it's, it's really, really good, dude. Um, but yeah, okay. So I guess I want to segue into then like the next like bit of info that I want to get from you. What do you think in terms of not necessarily just anime, that, but like I think that anime and animation in general does a really good job of like portraying human emotion and stuff. But, like, what do you think makes good media, good content? Like, what makes To Your Eternity something that you like? And what makes something that you like good? Um, I feel like what makes it good is relatability. Um, mm -hmm. And I guess that kind of goes back to us saying, um, you know, that people and feel that, like, they resonate with it. Because um, the ability to make characters that... Mm -hmm are going through maybe not the same thing that somebody's going through in real life, but similar mm -hmm. circumstances. Um, and I feel like it can, it can give people a certain feeling of like, um, you know, kind of like maybe it's not so bad, you know, they made yeah. it through it or, you know, yeah. I could have the power to get through this. So I think that's one thing. Mm -hmm. Um, another big thing, um, it's gotta be the music and the scores. Um, yeah. I feel like Do you love a good soundtrack. Really yeah, those could make or break, uh, you know, anything, a game, anime, mm -hmm. a movie. Um, mm -hmm. And then I would say the other biggest thing is, oh, I actually might not have a third biggest thing. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> now that I think about no, it. No, you're good. Um, so then uh, what do you think, like, makes something like one of your favorites then? Just the relatability and, like, the execution of it? Uh, the relatability and the execution. Um, that's one thing that I do love about One Piece so much, um, mm -hmm. to bring it back to that, yeah, is, uh, um, and not to spoil anything, but it's interesting, it's like everything that Oda puts in that story mm -hmm. has a purpose later on. It might yeah. be 500, 700 chapters later, but yeah. sometimes he'll connect things, and it's just like... You didn't even see it coming, but then when you, if you watch it or read it again, mm -hmm. you start to notice things that you're like, he was literally telling us this yeah. <laughs> since like the yeah. third arc of the show. <laughs> um, so I feel like that's really cool. And that, um, to actually go back to like we were saying, you know, parables or things we've heard before, mm -hmm. um, I believe it was, um, it was one of the English classes of the Coventry. I'm not exactly mm -hmm. sure which one, but I remember, um, Basically, the teacher saying that, like, the, a rule of thumb in a story is, like, if you have a gun on the mantle, that gun needs to be 
like before the end of the story you know don't mm-hmm. put in unnecessary things mm-hmm. um so i feel like that definitely can can make a good story it's you know, having those moments where things are tied back and you have that moment of, like, I never even saw that coming yeah. um, can be really good. So, definitely. Yeah, um, I completely agree. Like making use of, but not mucking it up with <laughs> things. Yeah, right, 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 right. So. Absolutely. And, like, uh, I do think that, like, foreshadowing and things like that do make it, like, really uh, interesting in a story because, like, even if you do have that information, like I'll give you a perfect example, going back to, you know, just an earlier part of this podcast, um, my buddy Shay that helped me with the episode that I like did at the very beginning, uh, had never seen attack on Titan. But, um, the scene that I showed was a later episode in which there was a conversation between Aaron and Reiner. And, um, if, if you pick up what I'm talking about there, I think you can probably figure out the scene pretty quickly. Um, but he noticed, like, steam coming off of a character, and he, like, started watching the show, and he's like, huh, that's interesting that, like, I noticed that in an earlier episode now, and I was like, oh, shit, like, I, you're picking up on things, like, yeah, absolutely, that does come into play. Um, so he's, like, still trying to piece together how that, like, works and everything, but, you know, I, I, to, to know that, like, that is something that is intentionally put in there, because, like, you know, I, I do think that a lot of, like, authors will... Um, what's the word is it retcon where they like later on are like haha i meant this all along and it's like "Mm, did you but like i I think (laughs) but i but i think that like you know most authors do intentionally do that um i can't think of any examples of something being like retconned off the top of my head but like if you throw in something like after the entire story is completed and you're like you know what screw it this is what was supposed to have happened it's like dude then like put that in the media itself you know what i mean but um Absolutely. But yeah, no, the ability to foreshadow and like include that information because like, don't get me wrong, uh, I'm not I'm not gonna take this as an opportunity to say anything bad about One Piece because I know I'm talking to you. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> like, I, I actually really like One Piece. I, I'm still super far back. I'm still somewhere in Alabasta. But um, you know, like to to know that I'm like getting information that will be important later on is really like vital to get you through things that may not. Um, initially have that like impact on you because it makes you want to pick up on those things and like wait there's more to this story let me pay attention to the details you know absolutely and uh one thing i will say is like i know it is a monster Uh, (laughs) i just saw a thing earlier that said it takes like 16 days to like watch one piece oh my god and it didn't even include the the two most recent arcs bro so like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but so one thing I always recommend to people, um, if anybody is looking to get into it but doesn't quite want to devote that much time, I know Crunchyroll has these episodes that'll be like like episodes of the East Blue. So it'll tell you like maybe like three or four arcs, and it's like mm-hmm. a one-hour like episode. Oh, so it okay. kind of cuts a lot of the yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I don't want to say isn't important because we're right, saying right. how how he's still part of the story. Back. Yeah. Yeah, but maybe things that for you to know the the basis of the story at least aren't the most important things. Right. So. No, I get that. And I also think that like, you know, a lot of people will will take shots at certain shows, you know, Naruto and Shippuden are great examples for having like a lot of filler. But like I think if you have a really good story, like then you can still like enjoy that information, you know what I mean? Like I think that if you like the world that has been built, like that's okay to include. Oh, absolutely. And uh, I feel like it's one of those things where 
may I feel like people maybe get more upset about it when they are caught up in their week to week. Oh yeah. Just like, oh yeah. Ah, now I gotta wait four weeks to see one fight. Yeah. Um, but as a whole, I feel like it's one of those things where, like you said, if you enjoy stuff like that, you know, you can see the characters doing something that they wouldn't normally doing in a different setting or um mm-hmm. but and then if you don't like it you can easily just look up like a filler guide yeah and skip it or you can yeah. just maybe watch five minutes and be like this doesn't seem like <laughs> right, what's right. going on uh, hang on wait a minute it. we were just at a war what's going on with the backstory on the cousin of the brother of the little sibling yeah no i get that i get that speaking of and i'm actually gonna hate on one piece right now all right let's hear it. you stuff. can do that You're and a lot piece, of man. other shows yeah but... yeah, yeah flashbacks dude one thing i hate bro <laughs> i already watched the show i don't need two or three episodes telling me what happened in the yep <laughs> i totally get that honestly especially again like you're saying when it's a week-to-week thing and you're like dog like i just watched this like please uh-huh. no i totally I got get that big five from that with uh the first half of the season player dude it's like i already saw yep. Logan train yep. eight times <laughs> and i read the manga before i saw it and you can make me watch it again so i can get <laughs> one episode about rengoku the day before they went on the right train. And I, oh my god i know and i'll tell you what one thing they could have done to improve that i'll hate on demon slayer since you're hating on one piece no i'm kidding but like I actually do love Demon Slayer, but like the the one episode anime exclusive offshoot or whatever where Ren Goku did all that was very cool. Like I liked it a lot, but I think what they could have done to improve that would be, uh, you know, the chapter that came out after like the main story where it was Ren Goku's selection. Yeah, uh-huh, dude, that's... animate that to give us Ren Goku's story. You know what I mean? Like, yes. But you know. I feel like that would have been better if it would have been like Ren Goku's backstory and then into the Red Light District arc. Yeah, I totally been... agree. Because like then you you get more information than like oh he's just a badass and like Ren Goku is a badass. Don't get me wrong, but like you know like you could have seen his development and stuff, and you would have like cared more about like the entirety of his character if you had more of him. You know what I mean? Not that, Absolutely. not that I, you know, I, I just want more Rengoku is what my take home message is there, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, man, uh, this has been a great conversation. Uh, is there any other media that you want to plug at this point? Or is there anything else that like, you know, you want the audience to check out based on what we've been talking about? Has anything come to your mind of like, ooh, like if you're liking what we're talking about, listen to this or watch this. Um, it's okay if not. I, yeah, I actually don't have anything. Yeah, that's fine. We'll have you back on at some point. We can we can have more stuff then and everything, you know. Provided that you're that's having fun and you want to do this again and everything, of course. Yeah, no, this has been a great time. I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, it's literally anytime, dude. Um, I appreciate you, you know, setting out time to do this. You know, I, you, you work, you got a fam, you well, you've got your family and stuff. I, I I know that it's not necessarily easy to like set aside an hour, an hour and a half to do all this. So I appreciate you. Um, let's see here. Uh, so yeah, just to, to the people listening, uh, the links will be included in the description and stuff. Uh, Ben, again, thank you so much. I love you, dude. Uh, I hope to see you soon, man. Uh, you know, we're not far from each other. Let's get together soon. Yeah, you're welcome. Definitely. Love you too, homie. And, uh, we definitely need to kick it soon. Play Ab- some Mario Party or <laughs> Man, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Friendships are ended over some Mario Party. Though, so... No, I'm just <laughs> But yeah, man, uh, well... Let's see here. Since you don't have a video or anything like that, give me your your favorite anime protagonist that isn't like a like a Luffy or a or a Naruto. Like give me give me one that you think is a great example of an incredible anti- uh, protagonist that people may not jump right to. 
Huh. I would say... Protagonist that people might not jump. Uh, my, um, my answer is mob, but like also I feel like that might be a little cliched, but you know. No, I, I do like mob a lot, though. Um, I would say... Honestly, maybe Fushi. Um, since we were talking okay, about the... Yeah. At the beginning, he's not... It's interesting because... It had never been a living being or yeah. conscious. So it has to learn how to do everything, eat, mm -hmm. you know, all that kind of stuff. So mm -hmm. I, I feel like it's definitely it's not exciting or super flashy like mm -hmm. certain protagonists can be. And mm -hmm. uh, the story is a bit slow at the beginning. So I feel like you know it, it might be kind of like at first people might be like, ah, I don't know if I'm really rocking with mm -hmm. this or thing. Yeah, yeah. You don't know exactly what he's for. Like the the god that like put him there is like talking to him, and it's kind of like, what should I? Should we trust this person? Is yeah, this, yeah. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> is this immortal orb him. a good guy? Yeah, yeah, I get that. Um, okay. Also, just a quick thing. Um, you said that his name is Fushi. Is that right? Yes. And you said that means immortal. Immortal. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna have to look up some stuff about Fushi Guru then. Okay, that's dope. Uh, Itadori also I would put up there for like great anti uh, protagonist, but um, Itadori is I, honestly um, it, when him and Toto fight, I don't oh want to spoil it. The head's been out for Brother. a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Boogie you know, Woogie is such a and cool I don't idea. think this is a spoiler, but um, it does have to do with the manga and stuff too. But I won't spoil. But people yeah. actually have a theory that Itadori actually um does have a cursed ability, and he doesn't realize it oh. and people think what his cursed ability is is so like mahito mm -hmm. and like touch people's soul and morph their physical body yeah um so people think that itadori might be able to morph people's um kind of like mental soul which would be like oh. their memories and things like that so when toto had that vision yeah of like oh brother like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Friend. <laughs> it really might have been itadori being like i'm gonna change your memory interesting <laughs> yeah it. i didn't even think about that but that also makes sense because didn't uh toto like have memories of him in like middle school or something after that like something like where he's like, we just met, and then he was like, my brother, like you helped me in middle school with some or or something like that. Am I am I remembering that correctly? Yeah, uh huh. That's the scene I was talking about. You know, at the time I didn't think much of it. I was just kind of like, that's weird. Yeah, um, not weird, but you know, it's just kind of like, where did this come from? You don't know this, man. <laughs> right, right, right. I just thought it was just Toto because he's kind of out yeah. there, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's just Toto being Toto. Right. And then, um, not to spoil, but a few more things similar to that happened mm -hmm. in the manga. I'm sure you might be. I'm like ten chapters back, but I am like through like Shibuya, most of the calling games, all that. But okay. so, I don't know yeah, where in the audience. A other you know. instances like uh, with uh, and I won't say his name, but that one curse spirit in mm -hmm. Shibuya. Yes. Um, yep. So, like it happened with him too, and that's what uh, that's when make it or i started reading the, about that theory that he might actually have a cursed technique interesting <laughs> that's super cool. cool yeah uh are you up on uh jjk right now i am uh -huh. so good um the last thing i saw was uh the triple domain expansion and i'll leave it at that okay yeah it's it's gonna get good oh, um yeah. honestly oh, yeah. i'm super loving the arc that they're on right now oh i'm sure <laughs> it's great yeah, no, I think that JJK is, it, like, genuinely one of the best, like, anime and manga that are coming out right now. Um, 
uh, I love all of the characters. The antagonists are incredible. Um, I would say uh, that that is definitely one that, like, I'm just letting go so that I can binge, you know what I mean? Like, uh, I, I did something similar with My Hero Academia, though obviously a little different in that, like, I don't think that JJK really takes a chapter off, whereas, like, My Hero Academia has a little bit of lulls here and there, you know? Um, but are you up on that, too? I am. Oh, oh my that's god! That's also getting so good, dude. The new it chapter, the art style on Endeavor was like one of my like favorites that I've ever seen. Like that is wild. But um, but yeah, we'll we'll leave it at that, and we'll chat more about that when we're not uh recording this for an audience that may or may not be, uh, <laughs> be up on that. Sound good? Definitely. Sounds good to me for sure. <laughs> Dope. Well, um, before we hop off here, do you have anything you want to plug? Do you have any like? you know, uh, accounts that like, oh, check me out here or anything like that that you think uh, you want other people to to see if they want more of you? Um, I would say one is um, I actually have been slack in the past few weeks on mm -hmm. it, but I have been streaming. Mm. Um, so if anybody wants to watch me stream, uh, twitch.com um, forward slash straw hat Benny, uh, just like straw Love hat that. Luffy. <laughs> but, um, and yeah, I definitely would love if anybody wants to come and check me out and some games I play oh, a lot dude. of free roam like borderlands and things like that or sometimes gta borderlands <laughs> but, is dope too have you played tiny tina's yeah that's it i've been playing that with uh colton recently yeah colton mentioned that have you been playing tiny tina's uh i've got it downloaded but i haven't been playing in a while i've got to i've got to re-download it because i've got some like weird hitches whenever i'm like loading in and stuff but no it's fun dude i actually really like that game uh i created a, a berserker because you know berserk and guts and all of that but uh yeah no definitely would would be down to do that sometime but yeah, man. Uh, well, I won't take up too much more of your time. I feel like we're, we've had a, a good conversation. I feel like we've got enough content that we can go ahead and throw this out there. Uh, before I post it, I'll send it to you on Discord and everything, but I'm just going to listen through everything to make sure it sounds good. And a word from today's sponsor. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> but thanks again for coming on, dude. I really appreciate you. I hope you have a great night, and you know, hopefully I'll see you soon, man. Absolutely. Have a nice one, Mason. You too, buddy. Take care.